0: Hi. Welcome to Colonial Williamsburg, past and present, on History.org. This is Behind the Scenes, where you meet the people who work here. That's my job. I'm Lloyd Dobbins, and mostly I ask questions. The roots of American journalism took hold in the rich soil of the New World. Here to discuss the history of Williamsburg's own newspaper, the Virginia Gazette, is Dennis Watson, an actor-interpreter, who portrays newspaper publisher Alexander Purdy at Colonial Williamsburg. I'm sure you've thought about it by now. What's the difference between the uh, Colonial Virginia Gazette and newspapers now?
1: I think when you look at the Virginia Gazette in the time that I'm portraying, I think people have a a, a keener interest in what is going on around them. I think people want to know uh, the detail and the particulars of whatever you're printing, whether it be political, domestic, entertaining. Um, I think the obvious difference today is, if you will, that today we have more than just newspapers. Because
0: of that, because newspapers were the only medium, do you think there was more influence when an article was printed than there is today?
1: Well, I think that uh, when you look at the 1700s and the various newspapers that are printed in North America and the various colonies. What was the overall influence on the individual printer who was putting out the newspaper weekly? The influence sometimes on the article is by the printer himself, or in some cases herself, Mm -hmm. uh, or external forces. I mean, there's examples of that. Uh, That's a challenge today when people say, well, does the governor influence your newspaper? Uh, Does the House of Burgess influence what you print? Many things influence what I I print. You said, the
0: publisher himself, or herself. What role did women play in colonial publishing?
1: Well, we know that we had a handful of women printers. I mean, the one that comes to mind is the one that I talk about on occasion, Clementina Rind. Clementina Rind is the wife of William Rind, who himself died in 1773. Uh, Clementina Rind, uh, with the help of William Pinckney, decided to continue her husband's Virginia Gazette. and. The difference is, there was a difference. Not only now do we have the first woman printing a newspaper in Virginia, but we have a woman who prints the paper in a different style than her husband did. And You can look at William Ryan's Virginia Gazette and you can look at Clementina Rhine's and there is a, a distinct difference on how the paper's laid out and the sentiment of the newspaper.
0: Which one was better?
1: Well, I always praised Clementina Rhine. There was a lot more poetry. She wrote an, an, a great number of articles. I'm um, on the arrival of Lady Dunmore, for example.
0: Other than Clementine Rhind, how did women fare in 17th, 18th century journalism?
1: Well, as I say, we have, don't forget, we have Kathleen Goddard who prints with her brother up in Maryland. Uh, we have Margaret Draper up in, uh, in Massachusetts who's printing and a few others. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, uh, as, as, an, as Dennis Watson uh, portraying Alexander Purdy, I work that into my interpretation on occasion. I work in uh, the other printers and other colonies, and the fact that there are other women who are laying out the paper, who are responsible for gathering the news and deciding what is going to go to the paper for men and women to read. Mm-hmm. I like to bring into context the fact that here in Williamsburg and in Virginia as a whole, for example, we have women who are involved in different businesses. paying taxes, who have responsibilities, who are influenced, indeed, by the actions of government. And the same goes for journalism. What influences any woman printer, whether it be Clementina Rind or any other woman in any other colony, in laying out of her paper?
0: Do you know where in the history of American newspapers that your Virginia Gazette falls?
1: Well, I, at this time, am one of several Virginia Gazettes printed in Virginia so I'm not the sole newspaper as in many cases in many colonies there's not one singular paper by this time there's a number of papers and they're all printing the news in one fashion or another. Now as the printer and as indeed this being his roots if you will uh, having been here some eight and twenty years he takes it upon himself to start to print his paper in a way which I feel shows a support for those in opposition once and for all to. Parliament's intrusion into the rights and liberties of the people of America. I think in great part, a great spark was the Boston events where indeed we know that the Boston port was closed, rights and liberties were removed. Uh, In 75 and 76, Purdy changed the masthead of his paper three times, uh, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the masthead of those newspapers, uh, the later changes in 75, and in 76 he changes it twice. Uh, in the first half of 76, the masthead reads 13 united colonies, united we stand, divided we fall. He's making a statement there as a printer, as a publisher. And when he's printing indeed the Declaration of Independence in July of that year, he's changed it again to a coat of arms with a coiled snake, uh, don't tread on me. Um, the subtleties uh, are there, and I think we know that Purdy himself, what he has is here. This is, this is his foundation. And he's moving, if you will, with the sentiment of the times.
0: Purdy had this masthead to to tell the people where the Virginia Gazette stood.
1: Sure. And, 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 and where he's standing himself. I mean, prior to that, we know that a lot of printers, not all, uh, are printing in a, in a way that shows both sides of the story. Now, you might say that, well, Purdy has kind of taken that patriot cause, if you will. He's, he's taken the side of those who are opposing Parliament, and the war is underway, and, he's, and his newspaper is standing firmly behind it. I will print an opposing view. I will print the, the fears and worries of someone who is staunchly loyal to the Crown and Parliament still at that time. I have an obligation, I feel, as a printer, to put both sides of the story out. But by that time, I've shown, if you will, the people of Virginia and others where I stand personally myself.
0: So Alexander Purdy, in his own way, was more of a modern journalist than you would think in that he tried to, to uh, make both sides available.
1: One could say that. The question is posed, do you write articles for the newspaper? People ask that question. Well, I say, yes, I have on occasion. I've always made it known that I am the writer of said article. Or on something that I've reprinted from London or New York, I might give an opinion and put it to the paper showing that it's my opinion of thought. And I think you have to realize that at that time, articles we know, again, upon reflection looking back, are being written by printers themselves, and especially New England colonies, in a fashion which are just totally fabricated, propaganda. For the political cause, if you will, but how much of that does the reader really know? I would say, to a great extent, very little. And you might ask today, does the same stand today? Who writes the article? What's the substance of it? I think today people are very quick, uh, because of we have other media who are very quick to look into what uh, a certain newspaper has printed and find out what's the truth, what's the basis of it, is it really accurate? For we know today, in the twenty-first century here in America, we have and people acknowledge politically papers that are of one affiliation or sympathetic to another. So just how accurate is the content? I think to some extent it's no different back in my time. But I like to say, no matter what it is, put it to the newspaper, let the people be informed, let them decide themselves.
0: Nowadays, unlike in your day, you can learn anything from anywhere in just a few seconds. In your day, it took at least 30 days just to get the news from London.
1: Yes, uh, and even longer. I tell people it, it's always on the move by the post for the north, by the post from the south, by ships coming down the coast up through the Indies, and by the ships who are crossing the Atlantic, or coming up through the Mediterranean, up through the Indies. So I have my own sources of information. I have indeed that which is constantly on the move and constantly coming to me. Do I then have an ability to have something perhaps that I can put to the paper quicker than one of my competitors? Yes, possibly. Um, and so in that regard, there is a delay, but I'm not devoid of the news of what's going on. It's constantly on the move, it's constantly coming. I would say the only time indeed that it slows down is the winter time, naturally, because transatlantic traffic by ship is less mm-hmm. and, and more infrequent. But I'm not uh, unable to fill the paper up from week to week. As a matter of fact, um, as I like to sometimes pull my paper out and show our guests, I'll say, I have four pages of advertising and two pages of news. But uh, advertising is just as important indeed as any article of news I put to the paper. Because back then it's different than it is today. You think about it, what is the ads put to the paper? Runaway Negroes, slaves, indentured servants, horses lost, horses stolen, property for sale, and as we move into the into seventy five, uh, here's a fellow advertising his forty one pistols for sale, arms for sale. It's it's a wide and varied content of the newspaper, but very very political. As we move into seventy five, most of the paper doesn't contain humorous articles anymore. The space is filled with what's going on in the Congress, what's going on with individual colonies, the political sentiment at the time. That's the main focus. I mean, truly, things have changed greatly. Uh, we're we're, in, the, uh, we're in, the, in the throes of a revolution at that time. I mean, uh, the different factions here in the colony of Virginia are looking for horses. They're looking for mounted horses. Uh, we're, we're fighting a war. So things are distinctly different.
0: Would you prefer, do you think, being a publisher in Colonial Williamsburg or being a publisher in modern-day Williamsburg? Which would be more interesting to you?
1: I think, indeed, I'm quite content being Purdy in the 1700s, thank you very much. The competition is still there, Uh, the personal attacks still come. Uh, They do. Um, I like to say, uh, um, when I introduce myself on occasion, I'm Alex Purdy, the printer and editor of the Virginia Gazette, liked by most, but despised by a few.
0: That's Colonial Williamsburg, past and present this time. Check back often. We'll post more for you to download and hear. Send us your feedback at history.org slash podcasts.